You're listening to the Taku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, and ask some great questions from our community members, and then pass on and and not pass on. I'm going to die. We just just we're done at that point. We just I don't we just close. We 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 exit. We we stop the recording, and then music usually plays. So I don't I know how to oaths. end that. I, I I have my routine, and every time I get to that last no, part, no, no, I always kind of just just say, and then and, and then Chris, Chris says, says Yeah, there you go. Okay, <laughs> I'll try to remember that next time. But how are things going? I I'm tired. I am I am tired too, but I'm excited because next week I will be on vacation, so I can take a nice two and a half ish, maybe a little bit longer vacation away from work. Even though I'll probably still be answering emails all the time, time <laughs> that's <laughs> never never on vacation. But you can I'm leave excited. your you can leave your your watch with me. No your watch on your phone. No, just leave your watch on your phone with me. Why would I do that? So you can get away from your emails. The, I, I'll still have my iPad. I'll still have my computer. Give me your me. iPad. No, I can't. I got I got to bring something. Because then and then you get phone calls and then you, they'll be telling you to call the other brother, which is I'll be visiting and. And then they have to get a contact with me because something's blowing up and they need an answer. No, I, I, I can it say work that I'm way. sorry. Can't, I can't. I can't. I can't call him. Can't he is off it. the grid. He is completely off the grid. No, but I did, I did consider the idea of just turning off, like 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 deleting it off my phone just for the time. And just that's why I'm saying, leave your phone here with me from from the boss. Leave man. your phone here. Leave your phone okay. and your watch here. It's an option. It's an option. But don't worry, folks, because we love you guys so much, and your support is so awesome that we have pre-planned a podcast for each weekend. That while Chris back, will so. totally and completely ruin. No, I will, I will handle it. You're going to handle it. Yeah, I I can't trust you with things like you that. You trusted me last year. I did just fine. You did mess up one thing, if I remember correctly. But no. I had everything set up so that you can it publish. So that, yes. What did I mess up? Work out right. It just you just if you break things. I don't know. I, I just I don't break remember things what it was. Naturally. I, I don't <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but yeah, we'll we'll see what we'll see what we'll do. But yeah, we do have we do have everything planned out. We do have a preview episode which we already pre recorded, which is gonna be for the winter season. We have a Remeet the Hosts podcast episode, which will be a lot of fun. Hopefully people will find that uh either 
informative or funny some way, shape, or form. But uh, we will be we'll be covering things. There's also some other stuff that I cannot announce yet that I will be working on that you'll probably be finding out here soon while I'm on vacation. So <laughs> that's another thing that I'll still have to be plugged in some way, shape, or form to y'all so that you'll be able to find out about that. And um, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be interesting next two weeks. So it's been a lot of preparing for that, which has been pretty uh, heavy, but, um, the, the end is in sight. So I'm, I'm kind of happy about that. Plus it didn't help that here recently we have like this, like not even a week that we had the, the new Christmas event on fake go, which was like literally just doing the same map over and over again as fast as possible so that I can get as many boxes open as possible. And then spending an entire night opening them and, and spending and all that kind of stuff. But that, that's a thing. And now it's on the Babylon for Chris to be frustrated with new fights that are pain in the butt to do. I finally did get through Camelot. <laughs> finally beat Camelot. <laughs> he kept throwing his iPad and like, okay, I guess. I, and I'm, I'm sitting here trying to get all my boxes done over on the side. And then his, his iPad just appears next to me. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess I have to do that too. At the same time, I'm, I'm making sure that I speed up on my, my boxes and stuff like that. So I managed to max out every single one of my servants. So that's cool. I had to spin a whole bunch of QP because I hit the max of 1 billion. And you can't get any more QP after that. But yeah, um, just getting ready for uh, a disappointment with Berlin's banner. Because that's come around the corner. And the Mushashi and then the guaranteed banner. I, I don't think any of it really matters to me right now. You got Ilya. I got my Ilya. Congratulations, yes. Chris. He got Ilya. Yes, I did. He was, I am happy. He was, he was stressing out about that. Yes, it was. And it was about the same time that I was stressing no, about no, that. No, what, what is, what's funny is I, 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 almost, I almost thought that I was going to end up coming in here and going, Andrew, you don't understand. I wasted all my courts and all my summon tickets and all I got was a stupid Emia. All I got was a stupid t-shirt that has Emia's picture on it. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was crazy because I... I like I said, I, I want people to get all these servants. And so it does it does break my heart, especially when Chris was like after Ilya the first time and it was so disappointing that he didn't get her. And then when she came back, I was like, okay, that's cool. You got all those saved. I hope you get them. And you managed to pull it. At the same time, I'm trying to get Shootin and that, that failed, but I had to I had to not roll too much on Shootin just so that I can roll for Ishtar. I had to buy a pack, but I ended up getting Ishtar. So I'm well, happy and, and the, the, the thing is, it's like... I, <laughs> I I'm so happy I got Ilya. So 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 don't don't make the make this sound like I it it shouldn't. Uh, but the the day before Ilya, I, was it the day before or the or two days before was shooting Doji's uh, pull. I think shooting was two uh, two banners before her because I think yeah. that was one after shooting and then it was Ilya. Yeah, it's and and it was one of those things. It's like should I go ahead and pull for... No, no, no. I'm, I'm saving for Ilya. And and then I get Ilya within 15 pulls on I regular summon tickets. I hate that. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like me right now. It's like I could probably... Uh, there's that, that dislike that you're always going to end up pulling something on a ticket and then go, crap, I was saving all these. I could have rolled for that other one. But the, the thing that I've kind of come to grips with is just, it's just you... You just have to know that it's going to come back. Like, all these things are going to eventually come back. Even Ilya never had really a full... Uh, the Prisma Ilya event never got a rerun in Japan. But yet they're throwing these little kind of Thanksgiving event where every single limited servant's there. So it's like, don't always think that you have to have it now. And that's something I have to kind of force myself to understand. It's like, you don't have to pull it now. Don't go crazy. Don't whale crap out of it. 
And then I watch videos of people just, they specifically are going after MP5 on these things. And it's like, oh my gosh, do you have to MP5 every unit? That's so painful to watch. So those those make me feel a little better. Yeah. I, wa- I watched a few people that literally had to go like 800 rolls to get Ishtar or 800 quarts to get Ishtar. So I'm like, I got lucky. Um, no matter how you cut it, <laughs> if you can pull it, if you can pull it with, uh, I think I went through 300 something quarts. That's still lucky. And that's a sad thing, but it is a thing. Uh, no, I, I, I threw a couple at Castor Gill, a couple of tickets, but I'm, I'm again, it's not limited, so I'm not going to go, I'm not going to waste any quartz on, on that one. I'll just, I do want, I want a Castor Gill because it's, it's Gilgamesh. He's just, he's a jerk that you like, but I more so no, want the Lolly Medusa. Like. I want the Lolly Medusa. I do want the Lolly Medusa, but you told me not to. So I would said okay because it's not limited. You're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get spooked. Like the thing that I especially am keeping in my mind is that literally she will be on Arishkagil's banner and she will spook the fire out of me when Arishkagil uh, comes out. I know it, and that's next Christmas. So next Christmas, if you're if you want the Lolly Medusa right now, just keep in mind that next Christmas she will be spooking the hell out of you when you roll for Arishkagil. I'm not looking forward to that, but. I'll accept her at that time. Well, my thinking was, um, I my Lancer group has like one four or two, and now I have two four star Lancers. That's yeah, you're it. Not, yeah, you're not doing very good on the Lancers. And that's why I was thinking about getting the uh, 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 getting Gilgamesh's uh, <laughs> trap friend, clay, his clay, <laughs> his clay, his clay, uh, his uh, his. His toy. Clay, clay uh, <laughs> how can he say waifu with clay? Clayfu. Yeah, clayfu. Clay it's clayfu. <laughs> yeah, that one, um, he's a he's a very interesting, he, it's a very interesting thing, uh, a servant, I will say that. So, I, I did kind of uh, consider that as well. Inkdu is his name, so. I mean, all the servants on that banner just are are solid. But like I said, they're not technically limited. They're gonna spook you eventually. Like if you're if you're like crap, I need to save for Merlin. Save for Merlin because they're probably gonna pop well, up when you're rolling for Merlin. Well, my thinking is okay. Am I going to have a chance chance at him if I go if I wait for the um the big uh, pull that's coming up here soon and Skasaha is going to be up again. Am I going to have a chance at him while I'm getting Skasa? Yeah, if you roll for specifically the Lancer group, he will be in it. I, yeah, he was. He was in the. He, he was in the Japanese guarantee gotcha for Lancers. Inkidu was. All right. So that's so, another reason why you shouldn't roll. If you're going to roll for the Lancers for Skasaha, do not roll on this one because he is probably going to pop instead of Skasa. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you that. Uh, I think Gilgamesh I have is. To finish, I do have to finish Babylon to get him. Um, for him to be in there, right? No, he he will be in that banner no matter what. Okay. Uh, for the guarantee gotchas, all of those characters that they listed will be on that banner, no matter if you finish. Now, if you were to roll on Musashi's banner coming up, if you were to roll on Musashi's banner coming up, that one only specifically has Musashi as a unit that's going to be new for that banner, but. You will also get anything in the story pool. So at that point, if you want to get spooked by them, you will need ha- you will have to have finished Babylon Babylonia. 
because if if they don't specifically say that those servants are on the banner, they have to be unlocked by you doing the story, which is based on where they appear in finishing that particular story beat. So like the original ones, like, you know, you can't get, you weren't able to get, I think uh saber altar was not, is not available in the, the pool of any gotcha, unless it specifically shows her. If you have not beat Fiyuki, which is the first zone. So stuff like that. Interesting. But yeah, as usual, we are completely uh, alienating anybody that hates fake go, but <laughs> such is waifus. I think people are used to the fact that we talk about fake going first start the podcast. If it's kind of like watching you know, listening to anime arcade, you're going to listen to a little bit, talk about league of legends and, and love live at the very beginning of each episode. Are they talking about league of legends now? I don't know. They usually always talk about league of Legends when I pop into their chat on, on discord. So it's I all hate that I haven't about. been able to keep up with any, <laughs> any, any anime podcast outside of us anymore. I, well, I haven't even been keeping up with us. So <laughs> you keep up with us by listening to us. Talk to each other. Yeah, this is true. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, when I, we first started doing our podcast, I used to listen to each episode, but I don't, I don't need more. It, it makes me cringe. So if you cringe at our talking, I cringe at my own talking. So there you go. It drives you me You think that you cringe? We cringe 10 times worse than ourselves. We cringe at ourselves. Uh, I'll probably listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I, I have not been keeping up with Anime Arcade. I do love them to death. Um, I haven't been keeping up with them lately because they hit a couple of conventions and then I kind of just... I haven't really touched my podcast feed at all really lately. Um, and they were really the only ones that I was listening to recently. But there was a couple of them that we got in contact with here recently that I really do need to pick up on and um, start listening to them. But um, yeah, I've yeah. just been so out of out of the loop on everybody. So I just really been problem. listening to I've been listening to the news as much as I shouldn't be because it always depresses me. And <laughs> I've been listening to music really is all I've been doing lately. So. That's yeah. pretty much me. It's news and life. and getting better. Life. Getting better, yeah. Getting better at life. <laughs> getting good at life. <laughs> getting good at life. Yeah, that's, I think that's really pretty much it. I, I did, um, as for Alchemist Code, I think that one I'm pretty much to the point now where I don't really have to will at all anymore. Um, I just pretty much collect what I get. I really was thinking recently of just dropping Alchemist Code. It just sucks because you put money into it that makes it so difficult to drop games. Um, and I probably put it at probably a good three hundred plus dollars into that. game. I think that's so what that's what took what me sucks. so long to get rid of that one game that I I was. You playing put for money someone. in it, it's like you feel like you have an obligation to keep. I have to tell myself that I put every three video years game. into that game because yeah, I, mean, I had put put so much into it at first. You feel like if you step away from it, you kind of you're one. If it makes you feel like you're wasting money by walking away from it. like I mm-hmm. I. If you don't keep up on it, you're not utilizing that money you spent on it. But at the same time, your thoughts of coming back to it later, you know you're not going to want to because you're going to get behind. And then you're never – you're going to – it's like recently I got in this really really weird kick where I was watching um, videos on World of Warcraft. And I'm like – I literally was going – this is so nostalgic. I kind of like you know re-looking into World of Warcraft. And then my immediate thought goes to – I missed all this stuff and I'm going to be really ticked off. If I start playing the game again, because I'm going to realize that I missed all these things that you can't get yeah. anymore. And that would drive me crazy. And so I immediately go, I don't want to play it because I know that I'm never going to be able to get these things that I know I'm going to want because I missed out on these limited time things. Like there's mounts that you can only get when you beat a boss before the expansions, stuff like that. And it's like, it's, I don't want to play this now. And I almost feel that same way with, with, you know, these mobile games that I'm kind of 
investing my time and money into. Well, there but was do, other thing. There was other things that we were discussing and in, involved in in World of Warcraft that I think literally would cause us to not want to play that. Yeah, it's anyway. too homogenized. It's way too yeah. homogenized. Um, but no, I, I think I if people want to use this as a method to getting out of mobile games that you're kind of feeling that you're spending too much time with or whatever, and you have invested money into it. I almost want to tell myself, and it's helping me to kind of consider it is tell myself that that's technically what you do with every video game. Like you spend 60 plus dollars on a video game and then you never play it again after you beat it. So yeah, there's money that you invested in that video game. You never play it again. So what's the difference? Yeah, it's always there. You can go back to playing that video game, but it's the same as the mobile games. You can always go back and play them later. And I think once you step away from it for a good time and you get to the point where you pass that that moment where you realize that you missed on an event and you missed on a, you know, a free character, who cares? And I think that most of these mobile games they they have those events come back so you can actually farm them later. I think there is an aspect of once you stop, it feels better and you yeah. don't have to necessarily go back. Um, I even when I was going back to Valkyria, it, it was one of those. I never felt the same after that first time of dropping off. I didn't. I I was already. I had already started losing it several months before. I still like the game, and so don't get me wrong. It 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 was one of those things that I was already losing because the 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 shift to another company just really ruined the game for me. And, at, and it just slowly went downhill from there. And then once I finally went, okay, I'm done here. Let me give it a break. And once I got that break, it, it felt so much better. And, and even when I poked my head back in to see how things had changed and what how things were doing, it wasn't the same. And it was like, I'm done. And I, I didn't feel, feel as bad when I deleted it off of my system. Yeah, so there's there's definitely a reason why if if people ever contact me, they're like, "Do you need to be playing, you know, uh, the ship girls or the girls Frontline or Destiny Child is coming out to the West here soon, and that one's got you know an interesting style to it, and it's another gotcha game. Uh, the the seven, whatever that was called, the something seven, that game everybody was getting big on, and it's like I just. I know it. Even the the problem with uh, Destiny Child is that they had they had a collab with Moon, uh, Sailor Moon, and that one's killing me. It's like oh, I would love to to do a play a game that has a collab with Monster Strike. Has collabs with everything. It has collabs with Sailor Moon. It has collabs with um, Seven Deadly Sins. It does all of those. If that ever came west, that would be a huge struggle. But it it is a thing where it's like you kind of have to force yourself. It, even I think having gone through what I've gone through helps me in the idea that I just don't want to touch them. Like Don Machi, I'm glad I didn't get too far into it. It's like, just, just get rid of it. <laughs> Cross front line. Didn't get too far enough into it. Just get rid of it. Uh, they're, they're a nasty road to go down. So even, well, even, even, even Don Machi, it, I, I border on the edge. I'm, I'm more, I get more irritated. The, the, at least with Don Machi, they're kind of more happy to give you all the servants. Or not the servants, all the all the heroes. They're they're more happy to give them all to you. You don't have to fight too hard to get them. 
Now, yeah, they're they're like uh, Alchemist Code, where they'll give it to you decently easy, but they're not strong unless you get multiple. Exactly, subway. and that and that that's the downside. Now, it is kind of frustrating on that respect because, especially when I don't get the one that I really want, and my 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 lilies. If I don't get my swimsuit lily, I get kind of irked a bit. <laughs> um, uh, in, in the she Christmas was, event, she was my. My bane. Was yeah, <laughs> she's the only one I want. She's the only give her I to me. Like. <laughs> um, yeah, the Christmas Christmas one. I keep rolling on the one that has her, and she's not coming up. And I'm not going to put money into the paid one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it is that is the one thing that does kind of bother me about it. And I'm not. Sh- I, I'm not. I just am not to the point where it, it, it's too easy of a game to play, and I think that's kind of the reason why it's easier to play that one. Fate, fate, uh, fate, Grand Order does kind of bug me on the fact that it it's it's too much investment of time, and I I don't like the amount of time that I have to invest in it. I just want I want Danmachi in Fate Grand Order. The, put them together. Well, that's, so, that's what's funny because I feel that. Um, just comparing Alchemist Code with with Fake Grand Order is, unless there's an event where there is a node that has a rarity that you really need to have for materials for your characters, I don't really feel like I spend too much time on Fake Grand Order. I spend way too much time on Alchemist Code, and that's mainly the reason why I want to drop it is because it's I feel obligated to log in, hit all the milestones, get all the free experience, uh, AP, use all the free AP, and then finally log out. And you have so much gear to farm for every character because you have to level up all their gear. It's like there's too much stuff to do. Whereas Fake Grand Order, I I just don't feel like I have that much to have to do there. It's just like, you know, hit a couple high AP nodes and you're done. But yeah, I think it's different for everybody. I but I do agree. There's there's kind of a struggle there when you realize you can't auto things. I think yeah. auto helps. Moving away from game talk, I think we hit enough on that one. Uh, we can jump into the news. Excited for the news. Yeah, let's All do it. News. I think there's a, I think there's a, good, a few good uh, notes of uh, news in this one, so this will be interesting. Uh, first, what we have is during a... Going back into Fate Grand Order. Yeah, right. <laughs> Speaking of Fate Grand Order, uh, during a Chaldea event... Don't don't disappear yet. This is anime-related. During a Chaldea, uh, Fate Grand Order Chaldea event, they did announced that there is a new uh, project by the creators of Type Moon uh, for Fate series, which is going to be a new anime project that will air on December 31st. During the Fate Project Omisoka TV Special, which is the Fate Project New Year's Eve TV Special 2018. And it's going to be done by Studio Troika, which is the one that are going to be animating it. They will also be airing an uncut version of Heaven's Feel, uh, the first movie. So that'll be cool. For those that maybe didn't get to see it in theaters in Japan, they'll be able to watch the actual movie uncut on television, which is kind of interesting. So really cool stuff. Definitely check that out. If hopefully we will get whatever this project is, I'm hoping it. Since it being quoted as being a, or maybe due to the fact that it was announced during a Fat Grand Order thing, maybe it'll be related to one of the um, one of the singularities. Maybe I don't know. They have like the Babylonian stuff singularity being adapted already. They announced that before. I'm not sure exactly what they'll be doing for this one specifically. So we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Crunchyroll will pick it up, or somebody will pick it up to to stream it over here. So, yep, yep. Uh, let's see here. Arc System Works announced that they will be releasing a Nintendo Switch version of the Kill a Kill game. So they already announced that they were going to release a PS4 and a PC Steam version of it, 
but they also announced here recently that they're going to be doing a uh, f- Switch version of it as well. So if you're a big Kill a Kill fan and you have a Nintendo Switch, uh, hopefully you will be able to play it. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Netflix. Wow, this one was a pretty, pretty big piece of news. If you didn't hear about it, I'd be surprised. But uh, essentially, during their announcements of an anime lineup uh, lineup presentation, they announced that they have indeed acquired rights to worldwide stream of Neon Genesis Evangelion. So, yay! Finally, <laughs> finally, when somebody asked me of shows to watch. I can finally now say, yes, go watch Neon Just Evangelion and not have to worry about, oh yeah, you can't really find it anywhere, so you're going to have to illegally stream it. I no longer have to, I can now say, you have Netflix, right? Everybody's got Netflix. Go watch it on there. Yay! Because <laughs> essentially, for those who don't know, for some reason don't know, um, Neon Just Evangelion has been a series that has been out of production, physical production for... God knows how long, probably a good um, 15 to 20 years. Uh, it was originally released by ADV Films, and they went they shut down a long time ago, um, and they're, so they never did another release of it since then. Uh, the license for it has been pretty much up in the air. They even did a Blu-ray release in Japan. We have yet, still yet to get that one. But um, I, we were assuming the reason why was because they were probably asking too much money for it. I mean, we have... We have heard where Studio Kara is like suing the crap out of um, the new Gynax over how they use the the title, so they know that they they highlight they, they I mean it's it's a moneymaker. So I'm assuming that they probably are telling Funimation and all these other companies, sure you can have it for a good lot of money, and probably Netflix said okay because <laughs> they're the only one that has a lot of money. So that's great though. I'm glad to see it's finally getting uh, streaming rights over here. The unfortunate thing is that we will have to wait until spring of 2019. It's not up there now. You have to wait for it. Uh, they are going to be releasing the entire series, the movies Death and Rebirth and the End of Evangelion. So it's really cool. I Like I said, I'm really excited about this because I wanted this to be available for people to watch. So now it will finally have um, a way of getting it. I'm a disgusting person. <laughs> Why is that? Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Shinji. Oh. Uh... That, that, I, I'm sorry. Anytime I scene. see the end of Evangelion, it's the only scene that I think of. Okay, <laughs> cannot cannot unsee. Cannot unsee. I'm assuming they will be getting the Blu-ray version of it to stream, so that will be cool. We'll finally be able to get to see what kind of quality they had in the Blu-ray release. I'm I'm certain there's people out there that have you know gotten rips of it and they know what it looks like. I have I guess yet to the see other scene looks. that I think of is the the good job, Cindy. <laughs> Omegato. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, when I which we told, I told my other brother about this, uh, who's in California. I told him about the fact that it was on um, Netflix, and he was like, "Oh, I guess I know what I'm watching." That I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that he he kind of was he liked Evangelion." So um, he was he's like, "Okay, where's it at?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's not until spring." Dang it! <laughs> so cool stuff. I am, like I said, I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. That is a, that is a fantastic, thank you, Netflix. Even though you're holding it, like you hold everything. Why do you hold things? Now they didn't state if they have the ADV dub of it. Um, I'm assuming they'll have the dub of it. Um, that is one of those things where there's a huge question of licensing rights. And if they are able to acquire it when the company is shut down, 
it might be sub only or they the reason why they're holding it it might they could you think they're gonna redub it mm. wow i wonder if they'll redub it that would explain the hold what are the reason why they have would they have to hold it that long that's their usual awesome. hold time is is about a, f- a couple months when it's a, a show they want to release really quickly. It might be re- redubbing or it might be dubbing the other uh, languages as well. That would be interesting. Wow. Oh yeah, and and because it's worldwide, they're going to do the Dublin everywhere. Wow. Good point. I like that. So there you go. There's your answer. That's why it's taking so long. They're probably dubbing all these different languages, and they might redub the English. That's wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, the original dub has a special. It's like it's like Tenchi Moyo. It's got a. Would, what would you say if they released Tenchi Moyo and they redubbed it whole, the whole thing? It wouldn't be the same. I don't think I would mind. I mean, well, no, yeah, I know that the the, the cheesy lines that we it's love, just nostalgia, it, dude. But yeah, the cheesy lines that we love is there. There's the nostalgia factor there, but. I don't think I would really mind either way. I, wouldn't. I mean, I, I'm going to watch the the Japanese version anymore, anyways. But like I said, it's, it just holds a, it holds a place in my heart. It, it just holds a place in my heart. And you're gonna have plenty of fan service too. See, uh, that's, that's, that's just like that's just like uh, rewatching uh, Dragon Ball Z. It's like it's really really hard to listen to the old Goku in Japanese. I, oh, yeah. No matter how you look at it. Even the new Goku. Well, she was the reason one. why I literally stopped watching Super. Yeah. It was. It's it's really hard to hear her. She is. It's I, just, it gets, it's kind of like know Black how, Clover. It does get, it gets cranny after a while. And I get all the respect in the world for her for doing that in her age. Yeah. <laughs> I, they, I'm not, I don't, I'm not hating on her. I just, it, it, it's hard to listen yeah. to, her, to that character. A little bit, a little bit coming on strong there. And I think they probably reuse her screaming and charging up uh, clips. I don't think she does it every time. I, I would give her even more credit if that was the case. Uh, something, some other stuff that Netflix announced. They announced that they're going to be producing a live action version of Cowboy Bebop series. So that's insane. Shinichiro Watanabe apparently is going to be consulting for the live action uh, production of it. Sunrise will be executive producers of it as well, and they are slating it for 10 episodes. So, interesting. Really, really interesting. I I think that that's one of those ones that they can probably pull off. Again, I hope that they don't try to get it too close to the quirkiness of it. Like, things like Edward is probably going to be one of those ones that doesn't translate well if they if they try too hard with that one. But, I mean... All the power to him. I, I, I guess it. I don't know if it's. It was. Was it Ed? Where was it? Ed. Radical Ed. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is one of those ones where it could be. It could probably be really cheesy, but it, at the same time, it was very western to begin with. So if anything, that is the easiest one for them to do. Of all the anime adaptations, that is the easiest one because it literally was aimed for western audiences. So <laughs> it works. So there you go. Let's see here. Also, Netflix announcement here, we have uh, Seven Seeds manga is getting an anime adaptation by Netflix. This one's I don't is one that I don't think I've ever heard anything about, so interesting. The original series centers around Natsu, who suddenly wakes up a day, um, ups one day to find herself in the middle of the ocean. She's with six other strangers, and none of them remember how they got to the current situation. They end up stranded on an island where a guide explains to them that they are part of a government project to 
cryogenically preserve groups of people to ensure humanity's survival after scientists predicted the destruction of the world. Natsu's group finds that they are in Japan after a, cat- a catastrophe and must learn how to survive in their new post-apocalyptic reality. That definitely does not fit that cover. <laughs> There's seven seats. How hard is that to understand, Andrew? No, the cover art does not match the story. It looks very pretty and and girly, and it's a very dark and kind of interesting story. So I don't know. One looks like they're having a baby. So there you That's go. probably the seventh scene. I was wondering. I was like, "That's not seven characters there." Yep, yep. So yeah, that's. Um, I know. Like, I don't. I don't like the cover art, but the story sounds really cool and interesting. So we'll see if that's a, a knock out of the park one for uh, Netflix. I mean, I as much as I hate Netflix for how they release stuff, I'm always interested in what they end up adapting. So we'll see if this one turns out to be cool as well. They obviously have some pretty solid people working on acquiring licenses because they're grabbing cool stuff. So there you go. I don't want to talk about this. I Let's don't just skip it. <laughs> this one angers me. And I'm assuming it angers you just as much as it angers me. Uh, Eleven Arts is rescreening a silent voice film in January. Good on them. Congratulations to people that want to watch it in theaters again. I'm assuming the reason they're doing this is because they may feel that your name overshadowed it when it originally was uh, released in the West in theaters because your name was released right about the same time in uh, 2017 as a silent voice. So I'm assuming maybe they felt that there was not enough sales on it. And they, they assume that it's because your name was insanely popular at the time. So the reason why I'm angry about this, and I'm assuming it's why Chris is angry about this, is them doing this means that it's going to take even longer for us to be able to watch it. Because, like we mentioned before, no theaters anywhere near us screen this stuff, and we want to watch it. It's not available on iTunes. It was available on iTunes in Europe. It hasn't been available in the U.S. Uh, there's been absolutely no way that we can watch this movie. Us, personally, there's no way for us to watch this movie unless we pay for a flight or drive for hours upon hours to see it somewhere in a theater. And that irritates me to no end. So my personal message, 11 arts stop, please just give this stupid movie to people that can't access this stuff. It's getting really annoying and I'm tired of waiting on this movie. This has been, it's literally been, we're going on uh three and a half years. Is it three and a half yeah, years? Yeah. And we've been, we've been some of the ones that years. have been, uh, hitting the hardest on this is the show to watch and it's it, it's frustrating for us to tout a show that we technically have not watched we know it strictly from the source material and we know that it's a great story and it's it's it is kind of kind of frustrating it because we really really want to watch this show and we don't want to cheat when we watch this show it, it is one of those ones where it's like you're literally you're pushing me. You're, I, I don't want to confirm or deny, but you are literally pushing me, and I, and that's what's irritating. Is is I'm I'm to the point now where I almost I just want to get it somewhere else. What I thought about doing originally, and I might end up doing that anyway, is just creating a, a European account and getting it off of iTunes there. Um, so there you go, Eleven Arts. You won't get any money on me. Uh, the uh, I think it's Anime Limited. They'll they'll get money out of me. So if you won't give it to me, I'll get it from Anime Limited. They 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 made it available everywhere, so I'll just get it from them. 
that that irritates me. Like I said, when I seen this news, I was like, literally, this is the reason why we haven't gotten this on Blu-ray yet. I've been waiting for it on Blu-ray. I've been waiting for it to even stream somewhere. Even, even on iTunes, I'll pay for it on iTunes just to watch it. And here's the answer. is because they felt it didn't do well enough, and they want to do it again. So... And I don't yeah. blame them, I, but but not not wait a year and a half before you try and try and release it again. I mean, wait six months and try it again, but don't push us because now we're we're going to be waiting at least another probably another. We got to wait another at month or two for months. it to be in the month. And then we got to wait uh, production time. And so we're 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 looking at another Six probably or seven months. At least September of 2019, we'll probably see it announced as releasing on Blu-ray. And probably a December-ish will be when it finally releases. So, yeah. It's just it's just frustrating. Um, but that's... I mean, th- what I was telling Chris the other day is, like, I have this frustration because I I, I like that these, these anime companies, these uh, publishers are trying to give the Western audience the theatrical release. They're getting these movies like He's Monogatari and stuff into theater so people can get the theater experience that the Japanese originally did. But what sucks is when I was cheering on for that whole thing to happen, what inadvertently happened was the Blu-ray delay because it never releases anywhere in theaters near us. So what I end up getting is the whole the delay. Like, I could have had this back in, you know, 2017, but no, they won't do the theaters, so we had to wait three years. And that's what frustrates me. So happy for people that want to watch it in theaters. Good on you. Enjoy it. I'll I'll get it from Anime Limited, I guess. So I'm tired of waiting for it. <laughs> um, my big hope was that the Eleven Arts was doing the release of um, Mario Kata's work. I forget I always forget the name of it. Um and so my hope was that 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 uh, right stuff was going to do the release for that one as well because they were doing Mario Kata's work uh, release for 11, uh, eleven arts. So apparently not. Moving on, <laughs> it's a sort of anime related. I just want people to be aware of it. Um, Tumblr is changing their policies on adult content. So if you're somebody that likes to post anime art, if you're an anime artist and you like to post art on Tumblr that you're doing, and if it has any type of adult content in it, if it's anime art that has any type of nudity on it, if it is hentai, anything like that, be aware that Tumblr will be banning people starting on December 17th. They're going to be doing a automated system. And, yeah, I've, I've seen reports from people that uh, apparently um, anime artists that have drawn uh, stuff depicting nudity have already been banned from Tumblr. So I don't know why they're self-destructing themselves. (laughs) It seems like a really stupid move, but it's their company. They can do what they want to do with their servers. I I am a firm believer of if any of these companies decide they want to do something, it is on them because it is their servers. it It is their property. We technically just use their services. So not to say it's cool. It's a really stupid move, but... Keep that in mind if you have a Tumblr account. That is a thing that's happening. Uh, Strike Witches! 501. Butai Hashin Shinmatsu anime is slated for a spring 2019 release. Yay! More Strike Witches coming! Yep! There you go. I was Can't wait. Uh, this one is English titled Strike Witches 501st 
Unit Taking Off. It is based off of the manga by Makoto Fujibayashi. And like I said, it's going to be in spring. So look forward to that if you are a big fan of Strike Witches. It's, we got another series coming up. I don't know if they have a synopsis for that one. Let's see here. Manga, follow, manga follows the silly everyday life of members of 51st Unit as they cook and clean and do other everyday tasks when they are there when there is a lull in the Neroi attacks. So apparently just gonna goof around. So there you go. Alrighty, moving on, we have uh Rumiko Takahashi is launching a new manga by early spring twenty nineteen. This announcement was made during uh, with a panel that read a new Rumik world is will be opened. Hard at work on it. Please wait for details. For those who don't know, uh, Rumiko is known for doing Rama One Half, Mason Kakaku, uh, Ikaku, and Inuyasha, as well as the recent what was it Rene? Yep. So I was personally let down by Rene, so I'd be interested to see what her next project will be. Hopefully, it will be. Something more up my alley. I gotta finish up right there. I never got back to it. Big I was having shock. fun with it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, let's see here. Funimation. For those that are curious what's happening with Funimation since the whole big breakup. Funimation and Hulu has announced they have signed on a exclusive deal for streaming. So anime by Funimation will be streaming exclusively on Hulu starting in 2019. So going back to their where they know that they were doing good. Yeah, but I don't, they didn't technically have an exclusive deal back then. But yeah, Hulu had a ton of Funimation tiles back in the day. So it's just, it is very surprising because Hulu was just... It felt like for a while they were completely getting out of anime. So I don't know... What has changed their mind suddenly again? Or maybe the reason why there was a... Maybe the pull away was that Funimation was pulling out of Hulu. And that's what kind of made Hulu kind of step back. I don't know. But they apparently want to get back into it. So here they are. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, There will be only uh, streaming outlets for Funimation titles and simuldubs. And they will... um, I, I guess the reason why that kind of makes sense to me is the fact that Hulu technically does have... Uh, a lot of Funimation's parent company involved with them. So a lot of production in the parent company is is done through Hulu for exclusive titles that Hulu does. So maybe this is maybe this was an extension of it. So which is really interesting because I we'll have we'll be talking about it later, but with Fruits Basket Fruits Basket is right now with me with Funimation, it was I wasn't really it felt like ever since the breakup, everything that Funimation provided was a non-existent thing for me. I didn't care about Funimation because I got everything from Crunchyroll. And when they split up, I kind of had that feeling of like, well, are they going to end up getting anything that I'm going to care about? Didn't really feel like that with this season because it was still part of the breakup moment. But there was still Tokyo Ghoul was the one holdup. And I'm like, Tokyo Ghoul, I want to watch it, but... It has long since slipped my mind. I do want to get back to it eventually, but I'm not hearing anybody talking about it, so it's not it doesn't feel like I'm obligated to jump into it. So I was really curious about what was going to happen next se- uh, next season, especially with like Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia. That's those are ones that Funimation had. Uh, 
Fruits Basket was the first one that technically jumped in my head of like, okay, wow, this is going to be a title that I'm going to want to finally get a Funimation uh, subscription just for that. So does this mean that I'm going to go to Hulu for that? I would almost rather go to Hulu than go to Funimation. And I hate to say that. I mean, just, just, just saying. I mean, but Hulu's got more that I'd be interested in, and Funimation technically. I've never liked their their streaming. I, so I hate their their site. I absolutely despise their site. I want to. I hope that they've improved it. I don't know if anybody can chime in on that, but I, my thought was that they were going to because they were talking about that Crunchyroll was going to help them with their infrastructure. So. I don't know if they help them by improving their player or their infrastructure so they can, because I mean, they're a long time ago. I hated. I used to. I used to on my my phone and stuff. I never used the app. I end up having to go to the browser and straight from there. That's how bad the app was. So maybe they've improved something, but yeah, technically, it's a toss up because if you go straight to Funimation, you do have the possibility that their player is not as good as Hulu. It's definitely going to be as good as Hulu. Their infrastructure is definitely not going to be as good as Hulu. But if you go to Hulu, the problem you have is ads. So do you really want to go Hulu? <laughs> I thought I thought Hulu got rid of that. If you got to a certain... Uh, uh, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, if I remember right, there was a premium plus or something like that. And, and I went with oh, premium plus. Oh, so you have plus. to play, what, 15 bucks instead? Yeah, yeah 15 much. bucks just for three shows. It was almost like they, they heard me when I said, well, give me the option to pay a little bit more and I'll, to get rid of the, because I, I hated the ads so bad yeah, <laughs> and they went, Oh, is that a case? Well then here, have this. And I was like, yeah, okay. I did say I would. <laughs> Unless their player is unbearable. I would rather pay the four or five bucks with Funimation directly and have all their catalog available to me than, well, the, I, they're saying that Hulu is going to have access to all of it as well, but to I would go straight to Funimation rather than go to Hulu and pay yeah fifteen bucks a month for a bunch of shows I'm never going to watch. I'm just going to watch the Funimation one, so I might as well just go straight to it. Like it's it is the offset issue with this is now I have a high dive account. I have we'll talk about it later, but technically high dive you can now get on VRV. I almost I almost am in the point now where I technically need to go with VRV and get rid of Crunchyroll and high dive because it's all on brb now so well i think that was that was the other reason why hulu was more was the more interesting of the things because at the time hulu was also getting a lot of crunchyroll stuff as well so it had Mm -hmm. funimation and crunchyroll and and it had its own stuff that wasn't even in the list and it was like okay well i might as well yeah they did they yeah, they were grabbing a bunch of stuff that were just from random companies that weren't Funimation and Crunchyroll. So yeah, it's it's going to take a lot of thinking, and I th- I think what it's going to come down to in the end is it's going to come down to a Hulu and a VRV account. I think that's I think that's going to be the end result for me, anyways. Is is because that's going to be the all encompassing. Hulu will have Funimation and whatever side project they do. Uh, you'll have to have a Netflix account. And then you'll have a VRV account. And VRV will cover Sentai Filmworks slash High Dive and Crunchyroll stuff. Which is, um, sucks because I hate, tell you the the, truth. I hate everything else on VRV. I'll tell you the truth. The one who's going to win is the one who can f- finally bring all oh, of them together. And Amazon. Got to have that too. So Amazon, Netflix, VRV, and Hulu. That's, that's the four accounts you're going to have to have yep. going forward. If Hulu can yeah. can pull it all together and make everybody play nice, 
Hulu's going to be the winner. Flat out. That's not going to happen because the whole reason the split up happened is because you have their parent companies now are they they don't want each other to have control of each other. That was the whole reason why Funimation left is because Funimation didn't want to have them be underneath, you know, uh, Elation and all them, which was Sony. So, and AT&T. I think it's Sony and AT&T, parent companies. So, yeah. Parent companies, damn it. <laughs> Moving on from streaming depression, let's go on to uh, Sentai Filmworks. Even though we did, we're getting away from that, we're going right back into Sentai Filmworks. Uh, Sentai Filmworks has announced that they are doing a dub, an English dub, for To Love Rue anime. Uh, specifically, they're mentioning the first anime adaptations. I'm not sure if that specifically means they're only doing the first season or if they're just talking about the adaptation in general. So they're talking about all the seasons of it. Um, I was telling Chris before this, it's really interesting they're doing this just because they literally just released a full uh full series release on blu-ray like all three seasons were on one blu-ray release and it feels like that was only like not even a year ago so i don't know if this is like a thing where they decided to bundle all together and then realized how well it was selling and then said okay this is excuse enough to there's enough of a, a fandom for to love rue that we can justify doing a dub now or if that release was totally <laughs> mean to anybody that and was just a cash grab before they did the dub I'm assuming my first thought there is true. I, I think that they had true intentions here. It was better off than they thought it would be, and now they can justify it. So I'm glad that I didn't grab that release. It seemed like it went out of sell or went out of stock really quickly, and they didn't restock it. So that tells me that they knew that they were like, let's not do any more restocking because we're going to do a, a dub of it now. So I was like I said, I was really close to buying the entire series because I wanted to watch it. So I think I'll wait for the definitive edition, having it fully dubbed. I would for the sake of having a dubbed version of it. I just hope they release uh, Blu-rays of it. Well, the like I said, the the three series was a, a Blu-ray release. So, but uh, is it is it going to be under the old style, or do you think that they retouched it at all? We mean old style, like pixelated crap looking. Oh, I don't know how good the quality was, but it was a Blu-ray release, so you I would said, assume that's not You said bad. all of it was on, like, one or two Blu-rays, so, I mean, you, I would assume that it was no, pretty I heavily... don't think I said can, that. I don't think I said that. Did I say I that? I may have misheard you. It's fine. No, I've, I've... I mean, I've talked about other series that that's bothered me with, like, um, you know, the... None or not none of Yori the yeah none of Yori the original release of it that was in parts not the the full release of none of Yori none of Yori repeat I think it was none of Yori repeat they did like on one Blu-ray and that really irritated me Shirabako they released one of the parts on one Blu-ray um, is the Order Rabbit they released it on one Blu-ray and that 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 definitely does irritate me but no I think I think um, the Two Love Rue they actually did. Um, it wasn't like a small amount of discs, but nine discs, nine discs for sixty-four episodes. So, not not terrible. That's one, two, three, four, five. That's five five cores on nine discs. That's that's pretty standard. And not terrible. 
They're actually still listing it as expecting more, so maybe they will do more prints of it. I would figure they would probably, like, say no more. <laughs> Anyways, maybe that's just right stuff is listing it like that. Cool stuff. Uh, like I mentioned last time, and I'm still going to mention again, if you have not yet, I don't know how long, how much longer it's going to go on for, but if you have not already, go to Sentai Filmworks website and go to their shop and see if they have the sale still going because their sale is insane. And I've already bought in, like, Botten is botten the word. Botten. I've already boughten like no bot is the word. Three hundred plus dollars in releases just because they're like five to thirteen dollars a piece. It's like insane. So well, I can't wait. I I, I really enjoyed uh, to love you. So it'll be fun to like watch I said that one again. Like I said, I was really tempted to get that that release of it just because I wanted to watch it. Wonder if they're going to include the darkness stuff too. That that release had darkness in it. Okay. So, like so I said, it's I don't know if they're doing the Moto whole... and Moto to Lavru and Darkness. And Darkness? Yeah, mm-hmm. there should be one more. I was I was like I said I was I was I was looking forward to watching that one. It's it's kind of one of those I did kind of I started dabbling in the first season and it just Of course the the first season was like a it was it was a time there was a time gap between doing the first season and the other ones, so it seemed like there was a little bit different people working on it. I don't remember, but yeah, I think it just specifically said darkness. Let's see, season one, two love rue, season two moto, and then season uh, episodes one to twenty six of season three, two love rue darkness. Okay, so you may be thinking of the fact that these are two two cores, and then that was a twelve core. Uh, no, that was two core, one core, and then two core. I don't, know. I don't know what you were thinking. I'm assuming. Moving on, we have... That's the same one. We can move on. Andrew, move on. Hurry. Hurry, move on, Andrew. We have uh, an original anime, Kura Yukaba, gets a crowdfunding campaign. We love crowdfunding campaigns, don't we, Chris? Of course. It's seeking 2.5 million yen, which is about $22,000, for a 30-second promo video, which is going to be serving as a pilot film. They have a stretch goal to make a, a one-minute video for 4 million yen. And they're also seeking funding uh, for a VR anime to explore the setting itself that it's based in, which is a steampunk setting. Which it looks like the same guys that did the uh, the videos for um, the bear, the stupid bear show. The stupid bear show. The Danganronpa? Danganronpa, yeah. Mm-hmm. They do the clips, and, and it looks a lot like that. Oh, gotcha. Kind of reminds me a lot of uh, the the Shibai kind of... It's got a Yamishibai kind of look to the colors and everything, but that's probably because it's a promo trailer PV thing image. So, yeah. A very, very interesting style to it. It looks nice. Um, like I said, I really do like the steampunk style to it, but... Um, not sure if I'm going to get excited over a 30-second to one-minute long film. It is nice to kind of see, hey, anime costs a lot of money, people. Here's your proof. So there you go. If you're interested in that one, look it up. They are... I think it's only Japanese, though, because they're running it until January 30th, and it's going to be on Makuake, which I think is specifically a Japanese crowdfunding site. So there you go. Let's see here. A new Garo project was announced. 
don't know why I keep pulling up a tab. New Garo Project was announced. There was uh, announced by director Keita Amimaya during a uh, announcement about the completion of the Garo Gekko no Tabi Tabi Bito, which is Moonbow Traveler live action film. When they were saying that it was actually completed and that it will be releasing next spring or summer in 2019. He also announced that they are already have development started for their next project, but they have not confirmed if it will be a film, a television series, an anime, yada, yada, yada. So it is technically one of those ones that's like, duh, they're going to keep making more Garo stuff. But I don't know, maybe somebody out there thought that Garo was going to die after this live action film and they needed to be confirmed that there's more coming. So there you go. If you're a Garo fan, more stuff coming. The next bit is the same is, is what I was talking about earlier. Um, all of uh, high dive stuff is now officially on VRV. So if you're holding off on getting a VRV account, like I said earlier, I think it's technically going to be the best option going forward if you like what Sentai Filmworks slash High Dive has and want to have what Crunchyroll has. Technically, you can have it all under one roof. Uh, the reason why I more push the idea of doing VRV is because I think that there is a yeah there is a VRV account or app on Apple and currently right now High Dive is not doing very good with getting uh, they technically pulled their app from iOS devices and they're not updating the app that I have on Apple TV so it it looks like they've pretty much given up on Apple Apple apparently flag their app because of adult content which is stuff that is nowhere near as bad as what's on Crunchyroll. I mean, literally, you can find a Senra Kagura's full-on nudity on Crunchyroll's app and then go over to v- High Dive and watch cute Moe girls, and that's flagged as adult content. So I don't know why they couldn't get their stuff together and get it figured out with Apple. I was hoping, since they're working with Crunchyroll now, that they would ask Crunchyroll what they did and maybe get their connections there to figure out how to get their app working, but... As it sounds now, when we watch High Dive, I have to watch it on the computer because my iOS devices don't want to work with it, and High Dive's not on my other devices, so I might end up having to do VRB just to make that easier because I wanted to keep us up on certain shows, and they've been kind of falling through the crack because it's too much of a hassle firing up a computer just to watch them. So, like Spice, Spy and Spice. Yeah. Spot, 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 spato. Yep, that's that's the thing now. So if, yeah, like I said, everything's on there. They even have all the new stuff and English dubs out there as well. So that's cool. If you're wait on the English dub ones, you can watch them on VRV as well. So yep, 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 yep. Yimpress has announced that they have licensed Konosuba and Explosion on this wonderful world novels. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what this is about? Hmm. My favorite character. Maybe it might be about Megaman. So yeah, if you like Megaman from Konosuba, apparently there's an entire novel that's based on her. I did not even know it existed. So that's cool. So well, that's what that's what Yin Press is helping you out with. They're they're making sure that you do know that this exists. Mm-hmm. The first volume will release on June 18th of 2019. So it's a little bit of wait, but um, it's, it's it's worth it for explosions. And explosions. And explosions. 
Uh, more novel information we have Ayano Takada, which of course is known for the Sonophonium series, has announced that she'll be writing two new Sonophonium novels. These will be following Kumiko during her third year in high school. Uh, Kitaoji Seisogakubu Ketsui no Saishu Gakusho, which is the Kitaju, uh, Kitaji uh, concert band's decisive final moment. So, more, more, more Sonophonium novels coming out. Funimation has released a trailer for the new Fruits Basket adaptation. And yes, I will have to get a subscription for Funimation now because of that. But yeah, like I mentioned earlier, this is probably the reason why I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do with Funimation going forward. I am really excited to see this new adaptation of Fruits Basket because I enjoyed the old series and I wanted a conclusion of it and I never got a conclusion of it. So hopefully they will stick to it this time. They said they're going to do the whole thing. I'm going to hold them for their word for that. And hopefully we get a full adaptation of Fruits Basket. So I guess I can read the the, the synopsis for those that have not um, watched the original series. After a family tragedy uh, turns her life upside down, plucky high schooler Toto Honda takes matters into her own hands and moves out into a tent. Unfortunately for her, she pitches her new home on private land belonging to a mysterious Soma clan. Uh, Soma, yeah, Soma clan. And it isn't long before the owners discover her secret. But as Toru quickly finds out when the family offers to take her in, the Somas have a secret of their own. When touched by the opposite sex, they turn into animals of the Chinese zodiac. So, cool stuff. Yeah, that was one of the few things I do remember about it. It's our really screwed up past. <laughs> Let's see. Nintendo has dropped a bomb during the Game Awards. They announced that Joker will be joining the Smash Bros. Ultimate. So that was a that was a pretty cool little announcement. When I seen that, I was like, this has gotta be like a really old April Fool's joke. Because <laughs> it was like But I knew it was real because it was so well done, but at the same time, like, oh yeah, that you technically can't joke about that. Like like Persona or um what's the company behind Persona Atlas? They can't like put the smash logo on their stuff but yeah i was i was i was pretty blown away by that i was not expecting that. i mean they literally have a character from a game that is sony exclusive now that, that does bring the question i was i was posing to chris i was like does this technically mean that persona 5 is not technically exclusive to sony or is this that they have the freedom to to move this character because they own the character or does this mean that possibly in the future we could get Persona on uh, a Switch console? I think I think that uh, the possibility of uh, Persona is coming to now. That that's only because now. I mean, now, get me wrong. Help me if I'm wrong because Smash would now Smash Brothers only is specific to characters that you would associate with Nintendo. Persona is not this a is the only franchise. That's not a franchise. Like even Snake. Now, Metal Gear was on GameCube, so that was the reason for Snake being there. right. Now, um, as far as a franchise, the Persona is a sp- spinoff of um, the Shin Megami, right? That's true. Now, 
Um, so it's always had ties to the Nintendo property. Now, could they be using that as a way to say, okay, you have a really, really hot property. We want to bring it over here. And, and this is why I'm, I'm going on, on along that line is, okay, if they have that stuff coming over, then it's all right for them to put the name, the, the, that in one of their biggest franchises if they if they don't get persona this this is just a huge joke i i don't see yeah they they may bring joker over there but nobody will take it serious there's there's my i'm of two minds on this one is that maybe dancing all night is going to be on switch and that would be their they're out there because the only reason i know i don't think that I still think that Persona 5 and Persona 4 and 3 and all that is still Sony exclusive is because they had they it was totally uh logical at the time that they would have released Persona 5 on Xbox 1 as well. Everybody thought that they were going to do both Xbox 1 and PS4 and they didn't. So that still that still pushes that idea that it is it is still a Sony exclusive game. But the other thought there was that the only reason it wasn't on Xbox One is because Xbox One doesn't exist in Japan. And this was a very Japanese-heavy popular series. So, yeah, it's, now, it's up in the air. N- another thing to throw out there, where was it? Where was Persona 4 Golden the biggest? Where was it the biggest? Uh-huh. Which console did it sell the most on? It only sold on Vita. On the Vita. It only exactly. released on Vita. And it, that was its biggest fan base, was on the Vita. It was a mobile game. Persona 5 went to this uh, PlayStation. Maybe they were, uh, maybe Nintendo said, we've got the hottest uh, mobile going on right now. Don't you want to put a game that is considered a mobile-friendly game on a mobile platform? Yeah, because Persona 3 and Persona 4 were both, on PS2, and then they eventually released it on PSP and Vita. But I think, in my mind, it feels like Golden was the most popular when it was on Vita in the West. But it was still a hugely popular series in general, no matter where it released. So... I don't know. It, it, is, it is definitely begging the question. I, I know that, for fact, it does seem like that kind of pose the idea that for the future they definitely need to capitalize on having it available elsewhere um yeah i didn't think about that persona q is technically um ps uh, or the the 3ds as well so technically they have those characters there when they do release persona q the second one on on uh, that's technically where they would have that character so technically joker is on a nintendo platform so i guess that makes sense i totally forgot about that I need to go. I need to play. I need to play the Persona Q games. I really do. Yeah. It is. It is. Atlas never messes with those characters. So whenever they do spinoffs, even with Persona Q, even with the Dancing All Night, even with the the fighting game, they still put really interesting stories there. So that's that's always been the cool thing about them. Moving on, I have let's see here. Really vague. Uh, trademark filings that mean absolutely nothing and should not be considered to mean absolutely anything at all. So keep that in mind. Trademarks happen all the time, and 99.9% of the time they they yield nothing. It's usually because a legal person goofed up, maybe pulled the trigger too early, 
Uh, they thought of th- doing something that somebody was even, you know, just spitballing something and they decided to do it just in case. But yes, uh, they had some trademark filings here recently that I thought was interesting. Square Enix filed for Parasite Eve in Europe. I would love to see Parasite Eve come back. It was one of my favorite PS1 games. Uh, I was a little bit dis- I was a little bit sad that it was on the wasn't on the PS Classic, but hearing about how that PlayStation Classic completely bombed, uh, maybe that's a good thing because I dodged a bullet not buying that piece of crap. Uh, Nintendo filed the last story. This is the one that really hurts me because I loved the last story on the Wii. I would love for them to HD that and put that on Switch. I would absolutely love it. I know it's not going to happen. It was a Mist Walker game. It technically could happen. I would love for it to happen. It was, like I said, it was a very uh, obscure game that just happened out of nowhere. And like I said, it's Mist Walker. It's the guy that made Final Fantasy. It had um, some fantastic music and everything involved with it. So... Yeah, I would I would love to see that happen. But like I said, they're just trademark filings. This can mean absolutely nothing. We'll see. They even trademark Wii. So maybe it's a, just a digital download. Uh, let's see here. You saw, Did you ever play The Last Story? No, I haven't played any Parasite Eve. No, The Last Story. Just the game Last Story. It's it's there was the it was on the Wii and it was like I said very fantasy based. It was Mist Walker. It was all the Final Fantasy creators that were working on it. I don't remember. I don't think so. But, yeah. It was technically also one of those games where there was one method to fighting that was really cheesy and you just had to keep doing it if you found something very difficult. You would go, you would you would make your character crouch behind an object and then if you held forward and attacked, they would jump over it and do a, a, a huge slice. So you just keep jumping over objects and it was the, the best attack you could do. So you just kept hitting objects and jumping over it. <laughs> But I liked it. It was a very, it was a very awesome story. I loved the characters in it. The dub was much to be desired. It was very, it was same as like the other ones they were bringing over, like Xenoblade, the original Xenoblade. It was very, very British, and I don't know. The acting was a little bit off, but I, I liked the story and the setting and everything was beautiful. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that was the art. I love the art. The art design was beautiful. I have to get you to play it. I have to get it out. I have to dig it out of my of my closet so you can play it. Let's see here, because you have t- you have tons of time, right? Tons no. of time to play. <laughs> you have tons of time to play a GRPG. Just swimming in time. <laughs> as I as I finally started, you finally playing. kicked up a game again here today. I was like, oh hey, he's he's playing Switch. He he still turns that thing on once in a dark age. Uh, let's see here. Long enough to find out all the other Atelier's are on there now. Yeah, that bugged me because I'm like, I already have them all on the Vita. I'm going to end up buying them all on the Switch. Oh, they're all $40 each. Never mind. I'll wait. I'm not paying that much for a really old game again. I'll wait until they're on sale. They're actually putting sales on sale right now, so that's cool. Anyways, uh, Kentaro Sato, the mangaka for Magical Girl Sight has said that they will, the, the series will continue on for a little bit longer. Also, he said that he has plans to share a big surprise before the end of the year, so if you're a fan of Magical Sight, be aware that it's going to continue on a little bit longer and that the mangaka has some plans coming up that you can hopefully be excited for. Maybe a season two? That could be the that could be the surprise as a, as a season two? It, 
it really feels like the first season kind of left off without much being resolved. So it feels like it should lead right into a second season. Maybe that, maybe that's what it is, but I don't know how successful the first season was. So I don't know if that's an option at all. So just throwing it out there, just throwing it out there, just out there. Let's see here. Interesting news. Uh, the to- the Tokyo district court has ruled a temporary measure for YouTube to disclose user information. Uh, this is in response to a case filing case. Um, uh, let's see here. Specifically, it's for accounts posting dialogue and text from the Ushijima, the Lone Shark manga. The court determined that not only uh, does regular manga showing on there uh, should be illegal, but also showing the text itself from the manga. So uh, dialogue and um, story information from the actual manga, they claim that it should be legal. So they're ruling that they sh- that YouTube should be able to disclose should disclose uh, information for the users that are illegally posting these on their site. So, yeah, a uh, very wow. crazy little move there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with uh, Japanese law related stuff. There's a lot of websites, streamers, there's new laws going into effect that will punish, uh, again, cedars, uh, people who post up manga, uh, scans, distributing different content they're really hitting it heavy right now they've always kind of been heavy on it but lately there seems like there's a lot of reports of different case filings and stuff they're really cracking down on on illegal distribution of of content so this is kind of one of those things where it's it is technically in the gray area it is very difficult for me to say my opinion on it 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 like i said it, it feels very gray area in the idea that it's like when I was looking up on YouTube, one time I was going, you know, I have the full Spice and Wolf series, and the easiest way to consume a book is audiobooks. I love, mm-hmm. ever since I, I listened to Kizamonatari, I was like sold on the idea of audiobooks. It just makes perfect sense. I'm just not a fast reader. It's very hard for me to sit down and focus on a book. If I hear something, it, it breaks me out of my reading really easily. Uh, so consuming a book while driving down the road is just, so easy. And so I started looking into like, has anybody posed to these companies, Hey, get spice and wolf on an audiobook. I would love an audio version of uh, audible version of spice and wolf. And there's actually people on YouTube that are reading spice and wolf on YouTube. So you can actually listen to some random dude who is, who's reading the entire spice and wolf. And so it was like this whole gray area of like, technically, I've bought the books. Yeah. But technically this is this should be illegal because he is he is telling you the story that you should be paying for. It's that gray area. And so when somebody is posting on YouTube like I said I'm assuming this is just the dialogue, maybe the the text captions of the story. They're technically walking down the street and going, "Look, you can just read it right here. I'm 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 flipping the pages for you. You don't have to buy it." And then the person's like, oh, okay, so I know what happens. I don't have to go in the store and buy it. It is a gray area there. But at the same time, yes, it is technically it is technically illegally distributing what should be sold and what should be purchased. It is their, it is their property. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's one of those frustrating things because and, – and I believe that that guy pulled it down. Um, I don't know if he put it back up. It, 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 but it is frustrating. It's – 
If you've purchased it, you technically own it. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I if I pay you five dollars an hour to read the book for me in front of me. Yeah, am, is it, it, are you tech? I mean, I'm literally putting the book in your hands and telling you to read the book for me. Is it technically illegal at that point? Yeah, that's like I mean, that's like what 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 was posed the question when Xbox One decided that they were going to have used games not be a thing anymore, and then literally PlayStation comes out and says, "Here, there's how you can share your game." And they hand the game over to the other person. It was like literally this moment of like, "You're telling me that once I play the game in my console, I can't let my friend borrow it." But yeah, technically, that is that concept of it. it's yours. You bought it. Why can they? How are they now saying that you can't hand it to somebody else or sell it? Is the idea of ownership is completely bonkers in digital format. It, it it there's it's hard to make sense of it because there's yeah. so many gray areas there. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Is the idea of like the I mean, we're going to talk about it here in a minute. The idea of a Nintendo telling people that you can't stream my games. Yeah, I can. I bought it, and I'm going to stream it to people so they can see me playing it. It's just like if somebody came in my room and watched me play a game. I can't. They can't watch me play the game. No, it's different because it's on another server and it's and it's showing everybody the story. It's so crazy, and it, it, it there's no that you can't it's you can't definitively say what makes sense anymore. But yeah, speaking of Nintendo, though, <laughs> I was like they're technically the next piece of news that I have. Uh, Nintendo has once again corrected one of their past mistakes. We were, we've been talk we've been talking Nintendo up like crazy lately. I know people are thinking we're Nintendo fanboys now about this whole censorship of gaming and now Nintendo is now the new PlayStation and that they don't censor anything and they have the the naughty games and they're not censoring things like PlayStation is now uh they're they've they've made their game not region locked uh, they're doing everything right they have a console that's fantastic things are looking up for Nintendo right now and now they've done something else the one of the big stain that's been on Nintendo for the last Literally ever since the, I think it was going back as far as the Wii, but it was it was definitely more prone in the Switch era, because everybody was like, "Holy crap, I love this Switch game, and I want to play it, and I want to stream it, and I want my." The streamers were like, "I want to show people this game that I'm enjoying, which is you know Zelda or something like that," and they couldn't because Nintendo wanted like seventy percent of the 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 ad revenue. They they were flagging these people and taking all the revenue from them, and only content creators that were under this creators program were allowed to do this with Nintendo. And so all the streamers said, well then fine then I'm not showing your games to anybody no more. Well, now they've backtracked and they said, we're discontinuing the creators program. Anybody can stream our games. Now have fun people. The only thing that was a little bit that I guess technically still takes a step back is that they did release a guidelines to people that specifically tells them what they can do now that the content creators thing is released, now that people can make money streaming uh, Nintendo. Granted, take in mind, these are technically things that all companies would agree that they would pose on people. You cannot go on and stream a Sony game and say that you are affiliated with, with Sony. Nintendo is saying that in their guidelines here. So it's technically the same stuff you'd get from any other company they're just making it very clear. They say you may monetize videos and channels using monetizations methods separately specified by Nintendo. Other forms of monetizations of intellectual properties and commercial purposes is not permitted. I, I'm not a lawyer, but I'm assuming that technically means you can't go out and sell a t-shirt with Mario on it. They're they're just saying you can't do that. That's again, 
it makes sense. It's it's common sense. Uh, we create we encourage create videos and uh, including your creativity input and put and commentary. Videos and images that contain pure copies of uh, Nintendo games content without creative uh, input, which basically means you can't just post the game a playthrough of the game. You have to have some type of commentary. That is something that other con- uh, technically other companies do not uh, not do not other companies allow that. They're not they're not you know attacking uh, creators for just posting gameplay. So that is technically one thing that is a step back for Nintendo. They want you to put commentary on it. They don't want you to just play through the game and show everybody the entire game playthrough. Um, see here, you are only permitted to use Nintendo game content that has been officially released. So you can't. You're, if you're somebody that has an early copy, you can't do that. Again, that is another thing that all companies would probably slap your stuff down for. Uh, if you want to use intellectual property and uh, of, of a third party, you are responsible for obtaining the necessary third. So if it's a, a a game that is not Nintendo licensed, you have to get your allowance from them i'm not gonna go through the rest of them but you kind of get the idea they're they're most of it's all common sense other companies do it except for that one i think is the only one that's a step back so it's cool it's a a step forward i'm glad that people can start streaming this stuff there's a lot of content creators that are like whatever you you gave me the middle finger a long time ago i'm still not gonna stream your stuff other people are really excited about and happy about it so tease their own uh, a bit of sad news, really quickly. Um, Yu Yamamoto passed away at the age of 71. Um, he was known for his work in script writing, um, I think like 11 episodes of the original Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, the Gundam trilogy, Yatterman, Time Bokan, Yurusa Yatsura, uh, Gatchaman, J9 series. So all those shows, he's in a lot of work in a lot of those ones. So it's... I can't claim that I'm completely familiar with him, but I've I've technically watched a couple of his works, especially the Gundam series. So it is really sad to see him go. And um, rest in peace. Adult Swim and Crunchyroll has announced that they are partnering partnering with Alcon Entertainment to produce a new anime project based on the Blade Runner 2049 anime series, which is a sequel to the original Blade Runner film. Um, titled Blade Runner Black Lotus. So, cool stuff. It's going to be 13 episodes long, and um, look forward to it, I guess, if you're if you're a fan of the Blade Runner series. I know that the the anime that they released was, was highly regarded by people. I've still yet to go watch it. I don't know why it's taking me so long. Um, they're going to be... Uh, Sola Digital Arts is going to be doing it, and Sola Digital Arts is kind of a company that's kind of a middle between... It seemed like most of it's in Japan and some of it's in America, so it's kind of a a bridging company. It's not a it's not a full Japanese company. It's not a full English company. Um, but you do have Shinji Aramaki uh, is going to be doing um, directorial work for it with Kenji Kamayama. Um, see here, Shinichiro Watanabe is going to be doing the creative producer for it. So, of course, he's did Cowboy Bebop and stuff. So. Got some cool people behind it. I'm not too sure about the company that's producing it, the Solar Digital Arts. I know that they did that cool Evangelion CGI thing that I really liked, but that's about all I really know them by. So and I'm curious if it's going to be a full CGI because all the stuff on their site shows is CGI. But we'll see. Cool stuff. Uh, Piano Nomori or Forced a Piano is going to have a directorial shitch out for their second season. So um, Hiroyuki Yamagi, uh, Yamaga 
is going to be replacing Gaku Nakatani. So, I guess if you didn't like how the first season was directed, they'll have a shift. Or if you don't care, just know that you might see some changes. I'm not sure if if, if people are going to experience any kind of changes or if it's just going to be a a change of the guard and nobody really notices anything changing. But, um, yeah, check that out. I, I'm still not sure if I'm going to be checking it out. I, I know that I had, I didn't touch the first season just because I know that there's going to be a second season. I'm just going to wait for it all to come out together rather than watch the first season and then wait like six months before I see the second season. But um, I'm still up in the air if I want to if I want to go back and get caught up on it or not. I know that Chris was like meh. I wasn't <laughs> meh. I was just irritated. At, I'm I'm always irritated at Netflix. So it was that, and I think at the time there was a lot of a lot of people that were just kind of poo-pooing that the movie was not that great. So it's like, well, why do you why are you readapting something that nobody really liked? But again, that was from a Western perspective. It can be completely different. Frame Arm Girls apparently is popular enough that it's getting more stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing, but I, I guess it's technically a product, and so they're just going to keep trying. It's advertising, basically. But, uh, yeah, Frame Arm Girls is getting a new sequel film in Japan on June 2019. So it's going to be called Frame Arm Girls Kyakyau Fufu Na Wonderland. So more Frame Arm Girls. Moving forward, we have Mario Kata's new manga is getting an anime adaptation. This was like seemed like literally the last episode we did was talking about this new manga that she had. Uh, for those who know, Mario Kata was making a manga, was was writing the story for it, and now Emoto was doing the uh, art for it. Uh, it's called Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season, which is, the Japanese title is Araburu Kisetsu no Otome Domo Yo. Uh, see here, the new anime series is going to be a, directed by Masahiro Ando and Takuro Sukata. It's going to be animated by Le Deuce, and Okada is going to be doing the scripts for it. The girls in a high school literature club do a little icebreaker to get to know each other, answering the question, what's one thing you want to do before you die? One of the girls blurts out sex. Little do they know, the whirlwind unleashed by that word (laughs) pushes each of the girls with different backgrounds and personalities onto their own clumsy, funny, painful, and emotional paths towards adulthood. That is very vague. <laughs> that could mean everything but nothing at all at the same time. I am curious where that's going. <laughs> but uh Mario Kata and sex. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drama. Always drama. Always drama. But that's cool. I I, I I'm at this point, it's like, you know that Mario Kata doing this manga is like, hey, uh, now, Emoto, just know that this is probably going to get adapted. So <laughs> just be ready. Let's make a good story. Make some great artwork because it's going to be adapted. Because anything that Mario Kata right now touches is going to get adapted. She's just She's very old. popular right now. <laughs> very popular right now. Which, for a good reason. All right. 
Uh, really quickly, Crunchyroll is now streaming Battlegirl High School, Norn 9, Mato the Sacred Slayer, and Chivalry of Fell Knight. I thought they already had Chivalry of Fell Knight. I, th- I guess they might have lost it temporarily. But I seem to remember watching it there. But anyways, it's there now. Uh, I definitely recommend Chivalry of Fell Knight. It was, at the time, it was the same season as uh, um, uh, Asterisk Wars. That's what it was. It was airing at the same time as Asterisk Wars, and I felt at the time that I wished that Silver Fell Knight got the sequels rather than Asterisk War because I felt it was the better of the two, even though you've, at the time, seen 50 million people saying how similar that first episode was to each other. It literally felt like the two studios were making a joke out of it. But uh, it was a fun little cool school magic show that I really liked the characters and the action was really awesome. A lot of the animation scenes were just amazing, especially that last battle. Uh, and that's always the second Slayer. That was one that kind of a lot of people didn't even watch because it was kind of not in Crunchyroll and stuff. It was very hard to come across because it was on another website altogether that nobody wanted to subscribe to. I ended up watching it. And I really did enjoy it. So... It's an interesting take on the magical girl aspect. I think the ending was kind of meh, but I like the characters and the and the the mechanics of the world. And Norn Nine, where you act like that did not exist. <laughs> Bricks. Bricks. <laughs> yes, if you want to know what Bricks is all about, if you are like one of the people that said on Twitter, "What's this Bricks thing?" There you go. Watch Norn Nine. That's where it came from. That's when we first started saying it. I think. I think it was. Anyways. Uh, Discotech is it was around that time. There may have been yeah. a bricks before then, but right. we didn't. We did. It didn't become a thing. It was a thing. Until. It's like Icoon became a thing with all no zero. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't on uh, Discotech has licensed Beyblade Shin Tetsujin twenty eight and Tetsujin twenty eight Morning Moon of Midday Film. Um, Spice and Wolf, the Kickstarter that we talked about recently, has already far surpassed its goal, which is not a surprise to me. This hopefully is a sign to them that we want more <laughs> Spice and Wolf. They had original goal of 70,000, and they've already reached 137,000 of this recording, and they still have 34 days to go. So, I'm on the same boat as everybody else. Literally, what I'm looking at here is supporting Spice and Wolf, and I... It is people wants all this stuff. There's there's tons of memorabilia that you can get by pledging. I'm certain everybody wants it all. They want the art books. They want everything here. But yeah, that's a. I'm still considering what I want to buy. I, it's like I literally want to back it just for the memorabilia in there. Not really. I know the game's gonna get made. Or the 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 anime. I guess it's technically anime. They need to get a studio together and do it already. We, we want it. We obviously want it. Uh, hey, Andrew. What? You think everybody wants Spice and Wolf? You think? <laughs> Didn't take long to double up their money? See, Awachan Can't Study gets anime adaptation. This is being done by Silverlink. They are anime, animating it. Uh, Michiko Yokote, who did Shirobako and Great Teaser Takakizan and Gitama and Harengu is doing the script work for it. And um, the synopsis is, when Ao was in kindergarten, she smiled ear to ear as she was told her classmates how to... Uh, her father, a best-selling erotic author, chose her name. A as an apple... <laughs> this is going to be bad, isn't it? And O as in... <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad. 
<laughs> oh, it was an orgy. <laughs> that day still haunts her ten years later as she studies with a single goal in mind. Get into an elite university and achieve independence from her father once and for all. She has no youth to misspend and her, no time to think about boys. And tell her classmate, King Normie, Kajima, approaches her with a shocking confession of love. She tries to lose Kajima, uh, Kijima, but she can't take a hint, and or he can't take a hint. As, and as her mind runs wild with impure thoughts, she realized her father was totally influencing her. This sounds so bad, <laughs> but so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. That name, really? Really? Can we, we have an official candidate for the worst dads of the world of anime? Right here. Right here, people. I named my daughter after A as an apple and O as an orgy. Yep. He's a special one, isn't he? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. My last piece of news, I got an email, and so I thought I would pass it on to people. Uh, very interesting piece of information. Essentially, it was an announcement that the Grisaya trilogy and Michiru spinoff titles are now officially property of Frontwing again. Uh, this email says, due to the expiration of their contract with Sekai Project, the following five Frontwing titles or previous published by Sekai Project have been transferred to Frontwing USA stream publisher page. The Fruit of Grisaya, the, Le- the Labyrinth of Grisaya, the Eden of Grisaya, Idol Magical Girl, Chidu Chidu, Michidu Part 1 and Part 2. We would like to take the opportunity to express our sincerest gratitude to Sekai Project, yeah, right, uh, who have helped us spread our visual novels, I guess that's technically true, to fans all over the world in recent years. While we are taking over the publishing rights to these titles, all of the products currently available on Dimpasoft will remain available there. Sekai Project remains to be one of our value business partners, yeah, right, and we would like to ask you to give them your continued support, yeah, right. We would also like to ask you to please direct customer support requests regarding these five titles to Frontwing USA from now on. The Steam community hubs will also be moderated by us. We deeply apologize for any confusion and inconvenience this might have caused and changes. Frontwing and Sekai Project would like to thank you for understanding, and we would like to appreciate your continued support. So... Sekai like Project is disappearing. I'm not upset about it at all. So, so basically, they wanted to announce that uh, Front Wing is in control of all of that stuff now. Yep. So, if you have any problems, you got to go to them now. They have they have officially well, they technically already made their staple stepping into the U.S. market. They're now officially here. They're retaking back their stuff, and they. Basically taking off what, like I said, I, I I do appreciate the fact that Sekai Project technically brought us what we've been wanting for the longest time. I think they oversaturated it and broke it by just spewing stuff out way too fast. But they did technically, they, they gave that kickstart for the visual novels to be successful here. They took the chance and it was successful. And so now all these companies are coming and going, oh, so you guys do want these. We're here now. We're distributing it now, so they're, it's almost like they're going, thanks for the work there, man. All right, now I got your visual novels. I'll release them for you now. Here, new Phantom Trigger. We're releasing it now. So they are technically living off the dead back of Sekai Project for kickstarting it, but literally. <laughs> but, um, 
I don't feel bad for Sekai Project at the same time. Like I said, I I appreciate the people there. Them as people, great work, but as a company, I I I burn too many times, so but yeah, that's that's the that's the last bit of our news. Um unfortunately I've <laughs> Took up most of our time, but uh, hopefully we can get a couple questions done here before we close things out. Again, we like uh, we are we ask that anybody you can go to our website, go to talkyspirit.com, go to the top there, the form links the tops, or you can go to the contact us button up there. Post a question on the forums there, send it to us on the contact us button, and we will read them on our discussional podcast. We appreciate everybody for sending in questions that uh, we enjoy answering. So. Fulmetal Senpai, we're still working on finishing this post. We'll get them all done eventually. You said that we was okay if we broke them down, so we are doing that. Fulmetal Senpai says, "Have I dragged the both of you into Taho music yet? I have. I, I know I you haven't. Keep trying to. I know I haven't. Let me. Uh, here's a cover with Christine V or Christina V. Uh, I know dubs aren't your thing, but maybe the name matters to dub uh, dub watchers." Um, I, I used to be really into Taha music, actually, back when I, what was it, um, Kawaii Radio? Iosis. Yeah, Kawaii Radio back in the day, yeah, Iosis, a lot of that music back in the day, I was totally into, and I, like I've said before, and, um, some other discussions about artwork and stuff like that, used to, I used to, for, uh, Ishushu was like an image board that I used to hit all the time, and I loved, uh, Taha, uh, art's all that kind of stuff. I I think I even got on. Uh, he, he keeps he keeps Discord. sending this stuff to me, and like I I'm I like I have some kind of problem with it. It's like no, actually, I love Toho <laughs> artwork. I love Toho music. I don't I don't I don't get it. It was. Well, you're gonna go and play game. the game? No, I'm not gonna play <laughs> yeah. the game. I hate bullet hells. <laughs> it's just the game is very scary to me. I have I I know. I mean, back in the day, even just the non Toho type shooters like that i i sucked at them and then you go you take that and you go well here's the version where it's complete hell (laughs) no (laughs) i appreciate it love the art love the music love everything about it but playing it so yeah i I don't know that you got me into it like i said i was already into it a long time ago i haven't lately so i guess that's answered your question um the way that we have things set up for the recording it doesn't really work well to play that music but i guess i can play it really quickly and then i can cut it out yeah i got to talking to him and i was like yeah like this iosis boom <laughs> yeah i mean i have no problem with that kind of music that's that's kind of my alley so just throw some baby metal girls in there singing with it <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah always love their music so that's 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 perfectly up my alley uh, next one, he says, what studio do you think will fill the shoes of Madhouse and IG in the next generation? Personally, I think it's it will be Trigger because of young animators' competition. Uh, they're forming bonds with the next generation very early. Japanese culture doesn't exactly let you forget favors like that. Um, definitely agree there with Trigger, especially. Um <sighs> Like I said, the well, the one that was keeps the one popping that we in my did, head. What did we d- say in the last one where we 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 came up with the no that was I guess in the meet, meet the host where we yeah we and a couple of, the, and a couple podcast episodes you'll you'll listen to us kind of talk about our our thoughts on studios as a whole but yeah Dogo Dogo Kobo is definitely one that has been kind of up and coming that we've been loving a lot of 
No, I don't know. It's it's a fill like you're saying there with Trigger. I definitely agree with um, like the Project Mirai's and stuff like that. There's a lot of studios that are more involved with uh, bringing up young animators and getting them involved. I don't know what Dugokobo's take on that is, or if they're even bothering with that. But they do seem like they have a lot of very talented people, and it being a recent up and coming that I'm aware of. They're doing an incredible job, so it, it tells me that they're either managing their people properly or they have really talented people behind them because they're doing essentially Kyoto animation work just with all the like like hyper photorealistic kind of stuff. They're, they have that kind of uh, consistency with their artwork. Outside of that, we really enjoy uh, White Fox, which seems like a more up-and-coming recent one as well. Um, those two seem to be the ones that I'm I'm mostly keeping an eye on recently, Outside of that, I I would have to look into them and really kind of give it a breakdown. But like I said, if you are Remeet the Host podcast, we kind of dabble a little bit in that that particular topic. So it is, uh, for future-wise, it is something I technically would love to kind of break down, uh, just a general examination of the current studios and their work and how they look like they're panning out right now. But it is technically one of those ones that's difficult to really get an eye on. Trigger is is one of the few studios that is very open about their their works, whereas a lot of the other studios are not very open about what they do or, or bringing other people from the outside in. So, yeah. Anything else on that one? No, I think you, you pretty much hit it. All right. What do you think Crunchyroll needs to do to properly combat piracy? Uh, it could be, I'd say it would be easy as offering a service people actually want to pay for. Flash is an unacceptable player in 2018 and berating your audience with moral arguments for sure don't help your case. Um, again, this is a question he asked a while back before Crunchyroll switched to HTML5. So anybody listening to this, don't take that as him not understanding that that was a change. Um, so yeah, you already know they they changed to HTML5, so they did move away from Flash. Um, I do. There's a lot of things still missing from that player, like the ability to turn off and on subtitles and change your quality setting, which would be nice for them to re-add to it. But um, it is a step forward, technically. As for combating piracy, you're never going to be able to. I, I appreciate their efforts to make stuff available so that people don't have to pirate. And that's, that's all I can ask for the, they technically combated piracy by becoming what they are. There is technically millions of people that are now watching it legally through them when they could easily watch it somewhere else. But piracy will always be a thing because Crunchyroll is not available everywhere. It's piracy will always exist because the, like we mentioned earlier when we were talking about that court case with the manga thing, there's that gray area, and there's always going to be the gray area. There's always going to be willing ignorance. There's always going to be people that just don't have money, college students. There's always going to be somebody who just doesn't feel that it's morally wrong. And that's, you know, I guess we've mentioned before, it's not our place to judge people. Do whatever the hell you want to do. I, I could care less. I have more... <laughs> troubling things in my life to deal with than be everybody's mom. Uh, but for Crunchyroll themselves, I don't think it is their job. It is their... It is... It behooves them because it is their revenue, but it is not their job to fight piracy. It is their job to provide something that everybody wants. And I think they're doing that because it's working and 
as much as people complain all the time about the player not being around and blah, 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 it works for me. I don't know why it doesn't work for everybody else. So it, as long as it works for me, as long as their apps work for me, I will continue to use them. And their quality is up there. I don't have to worry about viruses. I don't have to worry about uh, supporting, you know, questionable websites. And it, it, like I said, it, 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 it always works every time I turn it on. So it, besides maybe Saturdays when Dragon Ball was out. <laughs> That was the only time it really didn't work. Watch another day. I think that I think there's a there's a a war that doesn't need to like Andrew was kind of pointing out. And I think that it's it's one of those things that I think that it's an underplayed comment that that I don't think a lot of a lot of these companies really realize. I think that they in their over insistence on arguing or fighting a battle that really isn't there they they bring a highlight to things that doesn't that don't need to be highlighted uh it it, it it's it's almost like it's it's counterintuitive i think that letting it go and saying i'm done with the battle will probably help them a lot more um as long as they provide content better and and just flat out prove that they are worth being there that's that's enough to win the battle instead what they do is they go out and they say you shouldn't pirate pirating is bad and while it's true it is it is something that you shouldn't do you should support the industry if you love the industry support it it's overdone it's 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 a battle that I mean even even me and Andrew we, we don't even go after it anymore. I mean yeah, if somebody mentions it, we'll we'll talk about it here and there. But it's 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 we made our case five well, years ago. There's no point in rehashing the same thing over and over and over again. It's one of those things that way back in the day when Crunchyroll was first becoming a thing, and it's like suddenly out of nowhere we're realizing, hey, everything is now technically becoming legal and available and and it works there was the argument to be made at that point of like hey guys stop going to those other sites it's right here and it supports the 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 content creators yeah make all the videos you want about saying oh only this percentage really goes there and it really goes to these uh these the the councils and stuff that makes it and the and never goes to the animators and all. Yeah, make all that argument, but it's still the point is that at least something's going that direction with this, rather than this other direction to some random dude that literally is just pulling the same damn thing off of their stream. They're not doing anything. Like, the idea of fan subbers, which used to be the people that you had to go to in order to get things, are now just pulling it directly off. They're not even translating anymore. So there was an argument we made back then when you were trying to get, you were just trying to shake people and say, look, hey, 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 turn around. It's over here now. You can actually get it over here. That was the point which you could make the argument. But now at this point, it's like the people that are there are going to be there and the people that don't have made up their mind. You're not going to change. any. It's at the point now where nobody's mind is going to get changed anymore. People have made their decision and what they're, what they're going to do. And that's perfectly fine. So at this point, all you're really doing is is creating 
cults, basically. And it, it's going back to the same argument we were talking about with, again, it's going to be in, in the future podcast episode, the, the Meet the Host, but it's this whole concept of, of what I really technically hate about the internet in general right now. And it's just that everybody's in their little bubbles and everybody's just trying to label each other and just hate each other. And it's just another one of them. It's just it, anymore when I see it online, as much as, you know, the Again, I'm not going to really mention names, but the, you guys know who I'm talking about. I'm, I, you all know who Full Metal uh, Senpai is talking about. As much as I like them, they're just basically in an echo chamber, and everybody outside of it just turn around and saying, you're an idiot. It's solving nothing but to create more divide, and you're not going to win anybody over by that anymore. It's, it's, just, it's you're, you're not. You're not winning anybody, and as much as I agree with it, you're not going to win anybody. And so at this point, just just make people realize how much fun it is over there. Like, show them how fun that other side of the grass is. Don't just point over the grass and say, your grass sucks. It's just not going to work. It, it, insulting the other grass is not going to make people want to come to your grass, is, I guess, is the way to put it. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Saying somebody else's couch sucks does not make people want to sit on your brown couch. Exactly. There you go. So yeah, to, I guess to answer your question, I the I don't find I, I agree with you. I don't find it to help. It's just creating more of a divide. Um, it's just insulting people and making them not want to. You're not gonna you're not gonna bring somebody to your side by by insulting them. It 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 just doesn't work these days. And like I said, there was a time when it was just a wake up and look over here. It's available here. And then people can walk over there. But these days I, I, they've made up their mind. Yeah, I exactly. I don't think anybody you're not you're not winning any new I know I'm rehashing it, but you're not the the people who are coming into the anime sphere right now, they they bump into Crunchyroll right away. And they're going to make a decision within five minutes and then immediately once they've made their decision, they go right straight into that, that echo chamber and they're going to get stuck. And you're not going at the second that they get stuck in that mire, whether they go into this one or they go into the, you should only, um, uh, support the industry or you should, shouldn't listen to them. They're a bunch of idiots. Uh, just go and pirate all you want because, it's free. Whatever reason you they're going to get the best argument because we've had these arguments for how long? 15 years now. Uh, everybody has their arguments to a T. It's the 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 perfect argument. They're going to hear it within 5 minutes. No there's no new arguments coming out anymore. It's it's you like are... politics. <laughs> exactly. You've made up your mind. Nobody's going to change I, their mind. I, I can guarantee you the best argument on their side is that it technically isn't helping anybody anyway. Right. So because of reasons and then you have a million different reasons or Crunchyroll was a pirate site before. So it, what? why support them now? Blah, blah, blah. I've heard of all of them. On the other side, it doesn't matter. It's it's still th- it's. It's still theft, so you're I, either you're 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 pirating or you're supporting the industry. It doesn't matter. You, everybody has their best arguments, so right away they're bombarded with the best argument right away. And there's no best argument better than that. 
And when somebody does, then everybody's going to shift. But un- until then, it- it- it's just arguing with each other that- that's pointless. I think the best way, that, but it, to answer your thing about the best way to kind of combat it, to kind of leave it on more of a positive note rather than just being negative, it's they really should just focus on making their their product more desirable, creating the the creating the the culture there, uh, creating the the best thing that I've really found them to do is just to have an inviting atmosphere when they're not focused on you know cr- you know criminalizing anybody that pirates. They did well in creating a an atmosphere, a a uh, a community. Like, come over here, look at this. Tweeting a, a, a clip of a show and creating a, a a thread that you can post your stuff in. Having the chat section inside of the, the episodes, having people be able to go on there and talk about the ending of Angels of Death, all that kind of stuff. Creating that environment of of socializing about this anime, making it making it the place to go to to be a part of a fandom. Uh, giving the positive reinforcement to people that, hey, when you, you come over here, enjoy these shows, isn't it fun? Make that inviting environment, make it socially fun to be a part of Crunchyroll as a whole. And not, don't, every time you do berate them and be negative against, again, piraters, you're just taking a step back. You're you're making that that hostility be known to those that are kind of like going, oh hey, they're kind of fun over here. Oh wait, they're just they're they're saying that what I did was bad. Maybe I'll just go back over there then. It's a, it's always a step back every time they do that. So, like I said, it, it it I I agree with them a lot of the times, but at the same time, it it doesn't create that unwelcoming environment every time it happens, and it just it just creates this big old stink fest on you. Every time I see him on Twitter, it's like yeah, I, I agree with it, but at the same time, it's like this this thread of people that are just attacking each other, and it divides the community even more so than it did before. It's not just the person that posts that stuff; it's the the comment that retorts it, and then the person that's attacking that 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 retort, and then it's just the divide that happens after that. So, again, Twitter sucks. So, anyways, <laughs> hope that answers your question, Full Metal Senpai. Thanks for the great questions. Um, this post that you made has been um, pretty much feeling the last few episodes, and it's been a lot of fun answering them. So, thank you for those questions. Thank everybody for the questions that we still have to get to. Get to. We're going to get to them eventually, but uh, that's it for now. We hope you guys enjoyed this little run-through of the news that seems important to us and little questions that we had about uh, piracy and stuff. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, anything else to add before we close out? Nope. I think, uh, think I'm think i pretty pretty done for the night. <laughs> yeah, we technically have been recording like four hours of podcast because we're preparing for the <laughs> preparing for the vacation time. So now I get to re- edit for a good... I've already got the other part edited, so that's taken care of, but I still have another four hours of editing to do with all these new ones that I have to get prepared. So it's, again, it's, it's for, right. for you guys back, that we enjoy. Got to get back to strengthening my chops. I mean, we're coming up on those, these eight to 16 hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, Cause yeah, technically. So for people to know, we'll do, we'll do this discussion, which is released in, you're listening to it right now. Um, then we'll be doing a preview for winter 2017. Then we'll do a meet, re-meet the uh, host podcast episode and then right after that will probably be a discussional podcast. Then we'll probably start the reviews. At the same time, we'll be, yeah, technically having to get together and do a recording for our entire Deliberations podcast, which is pretty much a good long, 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 long episode that we need to record. So, yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast, and you'll take care. Oh,